I'm really sad to announce that today Prince Leonard of Hutt River passed away at the age of 93. Many of you are probably wondering who is Prince Leonard? He may not be particularly well known, but his impact is lasting and it's significant. I'm actually the media liaison officer for the Principality of Hutt River. So today in memory of Prince Leonard, I wanted to share with you his story of how Hutt River became a principality and how he became its monarch. You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. Hutt River is a very, very small country. It's located inside Western Australia. Now, some of you are probably scratching your head saying, I did not realize there was another country inside of Australia. The tale of Hutt River starts in 1970. The Australian government put out these draconian wheat quotas that said that farmlands could only harvest a certain portion of their land because they basically wanted to control the prices of wheat and thought if there's not as much wheat being produced, maybe it could yield a higher price. Leonard Casely in an area called Hutt River was one of the farmers affected by this and it meant that only 100 acres out of his 10,000 acres of property could actually be harvested for wheat. This would have been economically disastrous for him and it would have sent him bankrupt and a lot of the neighbouring farms bankrupt as well. So he petitioned the government. He said, listen, can we get a waiver on this? I would like to be exempted from this because he knew that it would be disastrous for him. It would send him bankrupt. The government said, nope, you are not exempt. You have to abide by this. They were not interested in hearing his story. They were not interested in the livelihood of his family or the fact that this was going to destroy them. So then he filed a lawsuit against the government in order to try to fight this. Two weeks after this lawsuit was filed, a bill was introduced to parliament, which if passed would resume his and the farmland of any neighboring people who were also protesting this this law, it would resume their land under compulsory acquisition. Basically means the government was seizing his property. Now, what do you do if your entire livelihood, everything that you've built, the survival and well-being of your family and friends is at risk and the government gives you no recourse? They won't listen to you. They reject all of your applications for waivers. They're just not giving you any options. Well, Leonard Casely decided that he would secede. He declared his farmland and some of the neighbouring areas as sovereign territory. So what, you might ask? Won't the government just ignore him? Well, Leonard Casely was smart and he managed to outwit the government at every turn. First of all, threat of criminal prosecution from the Australian government did seem like a real threat. Considering that when he filed his lawsuit, the government took steps to try to seize his land, it was not out of the question that himself and his neighbours were in danger. So he declared his land a principality and himself the monarch of that. Now, why did he do this? It's because of some loophole in old Commonwealth law that basically said that if you were assisting a de facto king in support of his duties, then you could not be accused of treason. Then the government made a mistake where they addressed official correspondence to Prince Leonard as the administrator of Hutt River. This inadvertently provided the recognition needed in order to make the Imperial Treasons Act applicable in this situation. All the while, the Principality of Hutt River had continued to pump out wheat in open defiance of the quota. As you can imagine, the government was not happy about any of this happening. If you look through declassified documents of correspondence at the time, it seemed that the government saw this as an incredible threat. Who wants peaceful secession in your land? That would provide an example for people that peaceful secession is possible and no government wants to lose control like that. When I spoke with him in 2012, Prince Leonard said that then Prime Minister Malcolm Fraser told the Australian Taxation Office at the time 
time to go after him and break him. And it wasn't just the ATO that tried to break him. The Australian Postal Service started denying service to the area. Hutt River had to get their mail rerouted through Canada in order to receive it. So Prince Leonard declared war on Australia. Apparently it was a Friday afternoon. He put in notice of his de- declaration of war. He said that everyone in government laughed their heads off at him. And then after the weekend, he sent an official notice to the Governor General declaring that the state of war had officially ceased. A lot of media outlets at the time said, this man is crazy. What is he doing declaring war on the Australian government? Where are his tanks? Where are his soldiers? This is just ludicrous. But it wasn't. It was actually very smart. According to the Geneva Convention, sovereignty is automatic for a country undefeated in a state of war. Basically, Prince Leonard set a precedent for international recognition of Hutt River under the Geneva Convention. So there was a lot of outmaneuvering going on, but what was the actual practical status of the people living in Hutt River? They declared themselves a sovereign nation, the Australian government didn't recognise it. Isn't that the end of the story? Well, not quite. Hutt River has not paid taxes to the Australian government since 1970. Furthermore, the people of Hutt River actually denied services provided by the Australian government, which should be a legal right to all Australian citizens. The government does this while at the same time maintaining that the people of Hutt River never cease to be citizens. So these people have been removed from the Australian electoral roll. This is in a country where voting is mandatory. They don't receive benefits from the government, such as those awarded to war veterans. They don't receive any healthcare benefits And in 1980, a Perth court even ruled that the postage stamps and currency issued within Hutt River are actually perfectly valid and legal to use within Hutt River. In 2004, they started accepting foreign company registration and they were recognised by Hong Kong until the Australian government actually put pressure on them and uh, Hong Kong revoked its recognition. It does seem that this place is a threat to the Australian government and continues to be so. Every few years, they'll send some sort of legal notice to the principality about how they're breaking some sort of law. But the fact remains that the principality of Hutt River has existed as a sovereign entity since 1970, where its citizens are no longer eligible for the rights that ordinary Australian citizens have and where they haven't actually paid taxes to the Australian government. For me, it's an incredibly inspirational story about a group of people who banded together to fight a government who is going to destroy them. Governments are there to serve their people, not the other way around. And if your government is no longer serving you, you should have the right to say, well, I don't want your services. That's exactly what Hutt River did. Prince Casely told me that he never intended to create a principality or to become a monarch. He simply wanted to save his farm. Some people may ridicule the secession or not recognise it at all, but in saving his farm from the wheat quota and from the Australian government, he has been entirely successful. Prince Leonard, you are an amazing man and yours is an incredibly inspirational story. You stood up for the little guy when no one else would. You gave people a voice when the government tried to deny them one. And you showed people that peaceful secession is possible. Thank you for everything you've done and may you rest in peace. For extra material and any links mentioned in this podcast, please visit naomibrockwell.com. If you'd like to watch the video version, please visit Naomi Brockwell TV on YouTube, BitChute or DTube. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future.